0: Welcome to the Tauntless Grace Exchange. I'm Megan. And I'm Deidre. And now that Thanksgiving is over, we are moving into Christmas time. And it makes me think of this song, My Favorite Things. Like these are a few of my favorite things from Sound of Music, which is not a Christmas movie. Not I don't know a Christmas why. song either. I don't know why we make it a Christmas song, but it always plays on the Christmas playlist. It does. It's always on the Christmas no. playlist. No. I don't That's know why. I agree with you. I don't know why, but
1: my brother sent out a text last week to my whole family. They were like, he was like, why is this a Christmas song? Somebody explains to me. And my mom said something about, you know, the snow on your eyelashes. And I was like, well, that's not exclusive to Christmas. And also they talk about spring in the song. So I don't know why we've decided it's a Christmas song.
0: I don't know either, because it's not even a scene in the movie or the musical or whatever that's Christmas related. Maybe just because brown paper packages are tied up with string and makes us think of presents. And so therefore. But you can get a present on your birthday. Well listen, today's episode is not these are my favorite things. It's actually the antithesis of that. Today we're going to talk about all of the things that we just don't do well because we allude to them sometimes when we talk about crafting, uh for me cooking, there's quite a few things that we talk about and Recently, when we were shuttling some people from the airport to the retreat center where we had our retreat in Colorado, uh, we had a really funny conversation for like the hour and 15 minutes. We were in the van together when these people who don't really know us very well, I think everyone in that group pretty much only knew, we only knew each other via social media, had never met in person. And we just kept getting on one topic after another of all of the things that we just don't do well. And so we thought, you know, that would be a really fun episode to be experts on.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, our friend Erin was actually going to come in and interview us. We couldn't find a time to record with her, Uh, but she was in the car with us basically just making fun of us the whole time about all the things that were bad at. And I think it started because probably because you were driving and I was navigating. And those are two things that both of us are not very good at. (laughs)
0: This is true. So navigating always a problem for me, even with a map. Sometimes it can be super confusing. Um, I can definitely say that uh, Google Maps or whatever, just the Apple map, it has rescued me now that it actually works versus like maybe when it was new and would take you down a road that didn't exist or something. Um, I never could really read like an actual Rand McNally. That didn't make sense to me at all. And I remember the days of printing out map quest directions before I would leave. But sometimes those weren't even super accurate and it would take you somewhere really funky. But the one thing I still cannot figure out, two things. Okay, several things. But first, whenever you're on the walking directions... Oh my gosh. That is so confusing. I have to just start moving before I see if I'm going the right direction See where your blue dot is heading? Yes. Those are so bizarre to me. And then I know this is a friend's reference you're going to make, but (laughs) if I'm ever like in a theme park or just any facility that has a map that says you are here... I have to get in the map, but I don't know how to. Do I stand with my back to it and look over my shoulder? Do do I imagine that I'm in it and I'm looking down? I I don't understand those. Even at our own college, which is not large, and I know where everything is, when I look at the You Are Here map, it doesn't make sense to me.
1: I don't know how to help you with that one. I mean, I feel like I'm really bad at spatial awareness in general.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, No, let's talk. Before you tell me how good you can read maps, let's talk about... (laughs) What you do when there's a two-story building. What? You know what? Like if you are upstairs in a house and someone says, what is below you right now? You think going down the stairs somehow puts you in a whole new dimension where you turned, even though you did not in fact turn.
1: Okay. It's really confusing in your house because the hallway in your basement doesn't align, apparently, with the hallway on your main floor. And that's what's confusing to me because I feel like the hallways should line up together. Yeah. <laughs> this Okay, dear listeners, this actually drives me nuts whenever we talk about this because I can figure it out at my own house. Like I know whose bedroom is above my bedroom and I know that the washer and dryer is below my bedroom and all of that. But I cannot for the life of me figure it out at Deidre's house what is what – sh- like whose bedroom is below whose bedroom? It doesn't make any sense to me. You could literally walk me around your house and it still doesn't make any sense to me on how your house is laid out. So I don't think it's everywhere. Although I don't intuitively know it when I walk into a new space for sure. I don't intuitively know it.
0: Yeah. And the first time we had the conversation wasn't my house. It was at a <laughs> condo that we were renting for a <laughs> retreat. And that was really easy. Like You didn't even really turn the corner. It was just It just lays on top of the other one. we
1: were were just up really late and laughing I was like oh my gosh we're gonna wake the people below us and you're like there's no one below us and that didn't make any sense to me because we were in the bedroom
0: so I thought there was a bedroom below us in the basement (laughs) nope nope nothing below us (laughs) okay so we've talked about navigation and spatial awareness spatial awareness some of the other things we're not good at. For me, it's cooking. I've talked about that. For both of us, it's crafting. Um, when it comes I would to like to posit that perhaps neither of us are as bad at crafting as we tend to think maybe we are.
1: Maybe we just don't like doing it. Therefore, don't put the effort and energy into trying to do it well.
0: Well, I could show you my first Creative Memories album that I made as proof positive that I am not good. At oh, well, mine was good. Craft. And I was only 14 when I made it. I think I just lost the will to craft.
1: I also don't think I have like a very natural talent towards it. So I don't want to put the energy into it. But I think I feel like it's something I could do if I really wanted to. I just don't love to I think it's a little
0: bit of spatial awareness too. It's kind of like decorating. (laughs) You know, just inherently okay. like knowing where things go in a space or for me, just the dexterity of the fingers, like it's just
1: really... So that was your kind, nice, best friend way of
0: being like, no, you'd be bad at it and here's why, but like not trying to say it like that. <laughs> no, it wasn't in- intended. <laughs> that no, it's me- about like decorating,
1: knowing where things go, Megan, that's kind of a weakness.
0: <laughs> I'm not even saying it's a big strength of mine. I only know kind of what I've been taught with that, but...
1: All right, so decorating, I think, would be another one of my like things I'm not good at.
0: <laughs> when we have to do a really fancy bow on a Christmas gift, I make Paul do it. And That's precious. When the kids need some kind of um, costume or something even sewn on that would stay on, like a button, I make Paul do it. <laughs> Jory walked in the basement the other day with a sweater that I bought like a month ago and it's got a giant whip, but
1: like horizontally across it, like not on a seam or anything. And she was like, can this be fixed? And I was like, we're going to have to ask grandma about that. And she was like, can you do it? And I was like, that's cute. I don't, I don't think I even owe a needle and, a, and thread. I don't, is that what you would
0: use to sew that? I don't own those things. For a sweater that's been knit or crocheted. <laughs> I I mean, I can answer that question. No, a needle and thread probably won't fix that.
1: So I don't know what would fix it, but I know that I'm not the one to figure that out. And then she goes, what about Mimi, which would be my mother and bless her heart. My mom is good at many things. Sewing wasn't one of them. I think she can put a button together on a shirt, maybe, but I'm not even sure about that.
0: When I do sew a button on, I sew it so many times and I not (laughs) loop through the back so many times to ensure that it stays on that then I don't even think there's any space under it for the fabric to go around it. (laughs) It's no longer
1: a usable button, but no one knows it's missing. Right.
0: (laughs) That feels like, uh, wait, (laughs) you know, like when something is a symbol for other areas in your life, an analogy, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I'm saying like this button scenario feels like an analogy for other parts of my life where I really try to make it look like I have it all together. And I'm so glad that I'm 40 now and I just don't even care anymore. I just don't even try. Like I, this is not something I'm good at. I will bring the rolls for Thanksgiving. Fine. Okay. But that's so what I'll do. First of all, you're 45. I'm saying Megan that I'm in my forties now and therefore since 40, I don't care, but you can keep reminding me of how much older I am than you. That's fine.
1: Still seven years. Um, but math, speaking of things we're not good at math, isn't a strong suit for either of us. Um, which is good when we're the two running, you know, the books for an entire nonprofit. I'm just kidding. We actually have smarter people than us helping us helping do that.
0: Um, yeah. I, I, I maxed, um, maxed out on helping my kids in math homework by maybe like fourth grade.
1: <laughs> oh, I quit in seventh. I told Jory she was on her own from here. And yeah. um, logistics in general details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. again, It's not like we're stupid people. We just don't want to do them and we don't take the time to focus on them. She's looking at me like, no, yeah, we're kind of dumb about this.
0: <laughs> well, no, here's, here's what I've decided. The, there's three reasons why I can't learn something. One <laughs> one was if I had to practice it in a way that other people heard me look dumb. So I gave up on piano because I would play in front of people and I wasn't good enough. Or I gave up on learning Spanish because I would try to speak it. And even though I could get A's on the written test, I, I didn't know how to speak it well without sounding dumb. So I just counted myself for those areas. And I am not kidding when I say I took years of piano lessons. So this is sad. And I've had two years of Spanish plus multiple trips. And I have a daughter in my home who is bilingual. So this is, there's just no excuse for this, except that I decided I wasn't good at it, or I was embarrassed by the process of learning it and just quit. So A, that's that's number so one. So A, you're an Enneagram one, Yeah, we're realizing right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't be perfect at it, I I was no, no time for that B or number two, depending on how we're doing this. (laughs) I don't like making messes. And this is why I don't like cooking or crafting. If I have to make a mess to create something That is not okay. Like there are messes happening every day, all the time, never ending, just from people living in my home and just from people like dust just falls. You don't even have to do anything and things just get dusty. It's like the law of entropy is uh, Enneagram one's worst nightmare. And so like, if I'm going to... I don't even know what that is. The law of entropy? Yeah. Yeah. You would have learned about it in science. Scientific yeah, it's like that everything is always descending into chaos, basically, unless you do something to stop it. I love that. You would have learned about this in science class in middle school and high school. I'm pretty sure. you really don't. am i am I, I using the wrong law? I don't know. I know what Newton's laws are. I don't is this one of them? Well, also, we're not great at science. <laughs> <laughs> or memory. <laughs> I'm pri- pretty sure it's the law of entry. Mm, entropy. Anyway, the point is, like everything always falling apart and getting dirty and getting messy. And I spend my whole life trying to stop that from happening. Why would I, on purpose, create something that is going to cause another mess? So this is why I don't like cooking or crafting. Are we on C or three? I'm not sure. I don't know.
1: But this really could be titled "Why Didra is an Enneagram One." <laughs> well, we'll get to your episode. fourness
0: in a minute. I'm just, I'm just putting mine out there. Then you can talk about why you're not good at the things that you're not good at because you actually know you could do it. Anything you set your mind to. So there's other reasons why you you choose. So I'm just I'm just showing mine to the listeners now. It'll be your turn in a minute. And now I've forgotten. So it's it's because I couldn't immediately be great at it, so I quit. So I wouldn't be embarrassed by looking like. And you don't like the mess. process. I don't like the mess. And then the third thing I think has more to do with, um, yeah, I can't remember. I had a really great thought, but there you go. There's at least two reasons. Words are also difficult for us sometimes. Oh, I know what the third thing was. Okay. <laughs> it's details. I really like big picture, mm-hmm. getting things done, looking at context and concepts and, and then making a task list and knocking them off. If I'm going to have to get stuck on one item for too long, so learning a new skill takes a lot of dexterity and muscle memory that you have to learn and practice. That doesn't feel productive to me. So I would rather get 20 things done and checked off my list in the time it would take me to learn this one new skill. And therefore, I don't like learning new things because I would rather be productive with the things I can do because that feels you know, necessary. I don't
1: know. No, that's interesting. Now we were also talking about that. I don't know if we talked about it that day with them all in the car, but the fact that you don't have a great organizational system to keep all of your thoughts in track. Um, you were saying like, if someone would organize me, I would totally stick to it because you're good at like sticking to systems and structure liberates and all of that thing. But you were like, but I could knock 20 things off my list in the time it would take me to set up my own organizational structure.
0: Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. So this all ties together. All right. There's all the reasons I'm I'm an Enneagram one. Megan, (laughs) tell us about the things that you're not good at and how they tie into you being an Enneagram four. Well, Well, I can answer one. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) Go ahead. Well, I think for you, there's an assumption that there are some things that other people were just born knowing how to do. And if you don't know how to do it, that means there's something wrong with you instead of recognizing that people learn things. Now, some people learn them because they have a parent who teaches them, or they had whatever. But well,
1: no. yes, that's interesting because the other day I was thinking about this, and it was something I don't remember if you and I were texting about something or even what it was. But I was thinking about that because you've said that to me before. Like, like, some you just have to learn things. You're not like born intuitively knowing how to do like difficult things. But to me, if it is an actual like difficult thing, if it's like, oh, I'm going to go learn how to. I don't even know what I've decided to go learn how to do in my life, but I would go research to learn how to do it. But if it's like, well, how do, how do you put a turkey in the oven? Or like, like, do people just know when and how often to clean the ceiling pans in their rooms? Because I just looked at mine the other day and it's like, things are falling off of it. There's so much dust caked up there. But to me, that feels like, I feel dumb now because I'm like, well, that doesn't feel like something I should have to go research. So it's like, I can do the harder things because I know how to go research and learn it but it's like the easy things that I just assume everyone knows how to do that. I feel stupid researching and now admitting to all four listeners,
0: all four listeners. That's <laughs> not, true. That is not true. Although they may not have made it this far for the ones who do normally listen because we started off all over the map. But I think this is interesting because I think every Enneagram type could kind of think about this. Um, we all have things that come easily to us because of our personality. Um, there's probably things like maybe your mom wasn't as focused on teaching you certain household things like that as my mom was. Like my mom was very specific about the way we cleaned and she would walk us back to it to do it again and to do it her way as because it was I mean I'm not like disparaging her I teach my kids that too but we didn't just come out knowing how to clean my is my point but I also never had to research it because my mom was very um like she was instructive in that way she taught me how to do those things but there's other things that she didn't she didn't teach me how to sew and she sews uh, she May have tried, I'll give her that. I maybe (laughs) didn't come real naturally to me, but um, so I think that you and we've had that conversation too. Like, my kids didn't just pop out of the womb knowing how to dust and vacuum, you know, like but it's something towels or fold towels. No, like, but I would fold the towels wrong. My mom would go, good try, let's do this again. Here's how I want you to fold them, you know. So it was that was um a learning thing that I learned in the environment I grew up in. And you may your mom may not have been focused on that as much, but you certainly. I can tell from both of your parents things that you learned that I didn't learn from my parents because of your parents' passions and skills. I know where every comma is supposed to go in a piece of written work. That's right. And a lot of that's due to your mom and (laughs) you know a lot of random trivia and that is very much due to your dad. Yeah, but some of
1: it might be made up as I'm learning the older I get.
0: (laughs) Well, he still passed on some good nuggets. It's good. But I remember like reading magazines of how to do makeup and hair and paint your nails and stuff. I remember sitting on my vanity counter in my bathroom and looking at, you know, the one magazine that I was allowed to buy that month or whatever, because we didn't just have Pinterest or Google to uh, search these things. And I would be, I would practice it. And so sometimes we'll talk about that because you'll be like, I don't know, like, how do you, I just don't know how to do that. I'm like, I didn't know how either. It was just one of those things I was interested in learning and I taught myself, but then I watched my, like, I don't know, Hope. She went down those rabbit trails deep in Pinterest and would teach herself crazy ways of doing her nails and hair and mine looks like a kindergartner did it compared to her when she was in like seventh grade. Uh, I just think it kind of depends on where your passion is and where it meets your skills.
1: I want to go back to that logistics thing and details because I've had people tell me I'm good at details. And that's funny to me because I don't feel like I am. I feel like I'm definitely more of a big picture person. Um, And I don't like the details, but then I'll think about I think it's all about energy because I'm an Enneagram four. So if I get energy for the details, I'll spend three hours in the weeds of something. Like I wanted to make um, an Enneagram animation video for our website. It was like the first one I tried was like nine seconds long. I spent like four hours looking at it and adjusting every little dang clip of it to get the words to line up exactly with my voice and all of that. So I guess it's all about energy and where I want to spend for the details, but don't ever come and look at my baseboards.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I don't even
1: know. Like, seriously, how often do people clean those?
0: Just on the holidays or? I tend to vacuum mine when I vacuum. That's why I have the kind of vacuum I have, though. It has the little attachments that you can change out.
1: Your vacuum's from the 60s. No, it's...
0: People have vacuum. Well, okay. I had one from the sixties because my dad used to sell Electrolux and we had those things never quit. They were like the best motors ever. I've upgraded it a little bit to one that is not that old, but it still has all the exchangeable parts on it. And I love that. Mm. You don't have to wipe your baseboards. You just, you just vacuum them.
1: I'm not even entirely sure that we have a working vacuum right now. Cause that's something that my husband would probably tend to
0: know more than I that actually stresses me out. <laughs> I vacuum more than I do just about anything. Well, wipe counters and vacuum. It's it's a problem. Things that I can see bother me. I, germs not so much. <laughs> I'm not so motivated to I making disinfect you a t-shirt with that on there. What? Things I can see bother me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that goes into more. <laughs> That's just pretty much everything annoys me in one way or another. Yeah. I made the mistake of waiting and it's mainly because I just haven't had time because of our travel schedule and my work schedule and stuff. But I made the mistake of waiting until the day before Thanksgiving to run to the store. And I was so annoyed by the time I pulled out of that parking lot. Like everyone is stupid. Nobody puts anything back where it should go. Like, why would you ruin cold food by setting it down on a shelf somewhere just because you're too lazy to walk it back to where it goes? And also, the store's not very helpful either because there were bare shelves in some of the things I needed. And I was like, I can't believe they're out of this. And then I'd be walking by this big display that apparently this is where you buy all your Thanksgiving things. And it was all out there. I'm like, well, I make my list according to the way the store is arranged. I know that. And it bothers me when they move things because now I'm circling around the store a hundred times to find where the new display is because it's out of the order. So yeah, things I see annoy me. That pretty much fits.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I used to work at a grocery store in high school and college. And the day before Thanksgiving was my favorite day of the year to work because all day long, it would be women coming in and doing like their hundred, two hundred hundred $200 worth of shopping. And then all evening, it would be men coming in, grabbing one or two things. And it just like clockwork all the time. Like here's the one or two things she forgot or the one or two things she just remembered we were out of or whatever.
0: And were they asking you where it was? When the guys-
1: oh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hilarious. That was one of my favorite days to work, though. It was just always festive and fun.
0: And the guys weren't ever cranky by the nighttime. <laughs> oh, I would say based on the employees at the store I was at, none of them were enjoying this day. <laughs>
1: well, I didn't work at Walmart either.
0: <laughs> I don't know how to wrap this up except to say... That our listeners should call in and leave us a voicemail of things that they are not great at and bonus points if you can tie it to your Enneagram and figure out why. I think that works. That's a good challenge. I think I could do that for
1: all the people in our lives.
0: Right. Like the truth is I could go figure out how to do things. Like I know how to read a recipe and do it. I just don't want to. Right. Why don't I want to? Well, we figured that out. I don't like to make messes.
1: Well, and we can also figure out like the things that we're not so good at, why like the people around us are good at. We can also tie that to their ideogram number. Like, why are those the things that you're so good at? Because you're this number, mm-hmm. right? And the things that we're good at is because of what our numbers are. I feel like we're ending this on a downer note. I feel like we should like end with like three things we like about ourselves, except I don't want to do that, but like something we're good at to leave them with like. You should keep listening to us. We
0: we are experts in some things, just not all the things. Well, no, I think well, mine is the exact say. opposite. We, yeah, that's right. Say that again. <laughs> stay, stay in our lane. Like we know what our lane is and we're going to stay there, people. <laughs> well, okay. I would like to um, challenge myself though, for some of the things that I have discounted myself for in the past, because I know now that it is okay to be seen in process. And so I shouldn't always... Uh, you know, not engage in learning something new just because I'm afraid of how it'll make me look while well. I don't know it perfectly. So that's a good challenge for me, at least. And I also. Spanish.
1: You've had learning Spanish and learning the piano
0: on your like New Year's list for like the last three years running. I know. And I'll sit down and like renew some of the memory of chords and practice a song. And I'm like, oh, I like doing this. Why don't I do this more? And then life just gets busy and I don't keep the time set aside for it. I did Duolingo, the app on my phone for Spanish for quite some time, like a couple of months. I had a streak going there. Um, And again, it was when I had to say it out loud that I got embarrassed about it. So like, I I see what (laughs) I'm doing. I see it. I think I might need to stretch into uncomfortable places. Um, I think Mm. I even said that to you recently about physical challenges. We were watching some people climb rocks in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, there is something about like setting a challenge for yourself that pushes your body. It's a mental thing too, like running a marathon. People say that's like, you know, therapy because of your body and your emotions are all tied together. And so that's another area where I feel like I, I could push myself past where I'm comfortable And that growth would be more than just a physical thing. And it's probably true in all the different areas of our life. It's just easier to be like, throw my hands up. I don't know how to do it. Ha ha ha. And then I don't have to live, (laughs) you know, with the discomfort of trying something I'm not great at. Um, So I I do think spatial awareness is just something I can't fix. (laughs) (laughs) I am convinced. I've given up up on that. Like If I don't have a map that's working or I run out of data, I will just have to ask somebody to help. That is why God
1: invented Siri, I'm fairly certain, is to get us where we need to go. Well... There you go, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just thinking I'm probably going to text you after this and challenge you to something, but I don't want to do it on the air because I don't want to commit to it in front of everybody. So just well, wait for this.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm going to, I am going to say to your other point, though, about the things we're good at. I think because I don't like getting bogged down in the details, I'm good at big picture. So, you know, yes. sometimes you can be in a meeting like for work or whatever, and we're, you're talking about a project, and some people cannot. Like, figure out how to even take the first step because they're already tripping up on what they know is going to be an obstacle at step five. And it's like, okay, but step back and look at this big picture. Maybe let's make sure we're answering the correct problem. Let's see if we're actually, you know, coming to a solution. And now, if there's obstacles, then we can get to those when we get to them. So I think that's something I bring is a perspective thing that uh, not everybody does well. But at the same time, we need the people who can get in the weeds and get in the details. So, yeah, I think it's all about, um, what you give and then honoring what someone else gives in that space so that you come uh, kind of complete one another as you work toward projects or goals. So staying in your lane. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And back to that. That's good. We know what our lane is and it is not cooking or crafting. Well, this is true. And so before we go, what is it that you're good at?
1: Oh, I knew you were going to say that.
0: Well, you already said Uh, it. Something. I mean, like you can do hard things. You're like publish a novel, <laughs> done. Create a website. Okay. Learn Go to the grocery store for milk. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Easy things
1: are hard. Hard things are not.
0: <laughs> yes, we are very different in that way.
1: Uh, connecting things and people and ideas and situations and things
0: like that. That's what I, I'm good at and I enjoy it. Definitely. And I think what we all do is when something comes easily to us we don't see the value of it. Yeah. And then other people look and they're like, why is that so easy for you? Like this is your gift. Your gift is connecting people. I don't do that. I don't connect. I don't want to take the time. <laughs> this sounds <laughs> terrible. But I don't want to take the time to get to know people at that level <laughs> to connect to others. <laughs> like, exactly. your loves humanity, but she doesn't really like people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that not true for everyone? <laughs> That's awesome. Listen. It is Christmas time. We're going to find a lot of things that we are not good at uh, with a flashlight on it or a spotlight, I mean, this month, because it'll be glaringly obvious. But then we need to remember that there are a lot of things we are good at and celebrate those. And if you need to feel better better about yourself, come listen to us. (laughs) And all the things that we don't do well. (laughs) And that wraps up another episode of the Dauntless Grace Exchange. You can follow us on social media to stay connected. We are on Instagram at Dauntless Grace Ministries. Our Facebook page is Dauntless Grace, and you can join the conversation in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash team DGM. For more about the Enneagram, visit our website at
1: dauntlessgrace.org for coaching and training opportunities, and you can follow me on Instagram
0: at Enneagram Megan. And be sure to check out our website for more information about today's podcast at dauntlessgrace.org.